Welcome back into ESPN Lafayette coming at you at 103.3 on the FM dial, 1420 on the AM dial. Big thanks to Rage of Cajun tight end Johnny Lumpkin who joined us in the last segment. Even though he's from Atlanta and a Falcons fan, I was giving him grief. He's a great guy. And uh, Saints play the Falcons this Sunday. Who's going to be the quarterback? Man, so many questions. Joining me now, it's been too long. Uh, I hate to use the whole excuse, I've been so busy, because that, that shouldn't matter when it comes to this guy. Ralph Malbro, host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast, columnist covering the Saints for WWLTV.com, my friend. And, Ralph, before we move forward, i, I got to give a quick shout-out. I normally don't do this on the air, but there's a listener to this station. His name's Peyton. He's listened for many, many – I think he's listened to, to my show since its inception and like 16 years ago. But I turned him on to the Saints podcast, and he texts me often about it. So he's a huge fan, huge Saints fan. He just had uh, a second kid. His wife gave birth to their son yesterday on All Saints Day. He's a big fan of your podcast. I just wanted to give him a shout-out before we move forward here because I know he's listening. We love it. I have it to say, yesterday for the Saints game, the, the, the Saints-Tampa game, I had a family obligation because my wife is Hispanic. All Saints, you know, Halloween is a big – being in the Hispanic community. So we did that. We had a family thing and I had to get home before halftime and things went a little long. And I got a call from my mom in the middle of this event, family event, me and my wife were doing. And I, I said to my wife, I said, it's my mom calling. I got to take it. I don't know. It could be an emergency. My mom was so irate about Jameis getting injured on an illegal play. It's always hysterical when my mom gets irate and starts dropping curse words. It never ceases to not be funny but my mom being completely irate and cursing at Devin White and saying the Tampa is dirty and she wishes them nothing but harm was just it was horrible but also very very funny it let's I mean I'm glad your mom could give you some brevity in a moment because it it sucked like the whole thing was kind of bittersweet you know and then you get the news yesterday what, what was not it was not unexpected right um, torn ACL, partially damaged to the MCL. Just awful for Jameis, who was a lot of fun. And I think you you kind of, because the Saints won the game, it doesn't get lost, but it's not. it doesn't feel like as big a blow. And so what I wanted to bring you on today and talk about is sort of what, what happens next, right? Because I, I wrote an article yesterday ranking the Saints quarterback options moving forward, and I, I kind of cheated. I, I said six, but I had a 5A and 5B, and I, I didn't even include starting Ian Book, and I'm seeing that everywhere. I mean, I'm seeing all kind of different crazy stuff. But, you know, like I think – so number six on the list I have – Deshaun Watson, and I gave all the reasons why it's it's not going to happen and it's a bad idea. Sort of 5A and 5B is calling Breeza Rivers out of retirement. Also not great. Four, can three, call Denver, see if you could trade for Teddy. I mean, the deadline is today at three. Mm-hmm. Two, Taysom Hill. Uh, and then one, Trevor Simeon with, with Taysom, you know, remaining in his Swiss Army knife role. Let me be clear. The fact that I think Simeon maybe is the best realistic option moving forward doesn't mean that it's a great one. It's just where we're at right now. I mean, truth be told, it's not like there's a large gap between one, two, three, and four on my list. Ralph, what are they going to do at quarterback, and is it going to work? Well, I I hate the only one I on your list that 
I would totally be against is Cam Newton. Not because I loved him. He's one of my favorite Saints villains of all time. But, like, his last good game is a wild card game against the Saints in 2017. Like, Cam Newton is cooked. Okay? Um, I think the thing, I think they're going to go with Simeon and, and Taysom. I think maybe they go, maybe they go Taysom. And here's the thing. I was talking to my co-host today, Andrew Juge, and he and, and we were talking about what they do with Taysom. And I think Andrew made a really good point. He's like, listen, there's a possibility that they start Taysom, and it's different from what we've seen. Because I was like, maybe they go get weird with Taysom. Started last year, we were like, they're going to get weird. They're going to run. They're going to run uh, RPOs with with Camara, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be it's going to be just wild and weird. And they try to make Taysom like a regular quarterback, right? And it was kind of like mm, it's not really working out. But now I think Sean Payton has a possibility that he goes to Taysom. And he says, "Look, you're going to be the quarterback, but this is how it's going to be. You're going to make one read, two read. If it in there, run, and don't freaking fumble." And I think the Saints could get really weird with that, and maybe they catch some teams, they pants some teams, and then good defenses will be like, okay, we understand what this is, and they'll shut it down. But to me, Scott, the Saints, they're 5-2. and two. You just got to get five more wins. That's However, it. That's by it. hook, by crook, steal them, and get yourself to 10-7 and seven and get a playoff spot. Like That is the objective the rest of this year. Sean Payton met with the media yesterday, and he made it seem weren't going to go outside the building, right? It sounds like at this point mm-hmm. they're going to roll with Taysom. Now Taysom is expected to get out of concussion protocol this week, though Sean would not confirm whether if mm-hmm. he did he would start. He's doing the very much we'll see. I don't think he's going to say anything until Sunday. I think if the Saints make a trade today, it won't be for a quarterback. Um, although I know some Saints fans that, again, all over the place, some say, you know, go after Teddy. Others you know, first of all, Drew Brees ain't coming out of retirement. Um, you're right in Cam Newton in regards to his passing accuracy trending downward the last several years. Uh, Deshaun Watson's contract and uh, <laughs> legal situation is going to – that that's not going to happen. And so I really do think it comes down to Taysom or Simeon. And with a lack of playmakers at tight end and receiver, you really need Taysom in that other role, right? And mm-hmm. Simeon – Right? He's played a lot of games. He started a lot of games in the NFL. And mm-hmm. I think I think that came into play on Sunday because Tampa blitzed him, what, 15 times? I mean, they were going all out. And it didn't seem to phase him. I'm not acting like he made tons it's of right. great decisions. But it seemed like he made more good ones than bad ones. If he can be serviceable, serviceable is all you need on a Saints team with the fourth-ranked scoring defense in the league and an mm-hmm. offensive line that has multiple all-pros. Even as bad as the receivers are right now, Having a serviceable quarterback can get you into the postseason at this point. Oh, I, I 100% agree. And if you compare Simeon to Teddy, it's kind of the same. Like yeah. it, It's very similar. I think Teddy has a little bit more, obviously, games under his belt. But like if you look at them by, by per-game basis, like they're, pre- they're really, really similar. You know, so like I think there's a possibility that Trevor Simeon can get it done now. He's issues himself i mean so that's a that's you know that's a potential concern the thing is with the saints and i really hope i I don't they're not going to do a quarterback at the deadline but i really really hope that they can find a team that's getting evan ingram or a shepherd or the giants they want to liquidate everything just uh, they need just another guy that's 
above the quality of the Kenny Stills and God bless him, Kevin White yesterday made that catch. And oh, by the way, this is how much I hate the taunting rule in the NFL. He caught that ball and he was so excited. And I was like, calm down, dude, please don't get a taunting penalty. Please don't get a taunting penalty. Like and that, that made me hate the taunting rule even more. Not that they didn't throw a flag, but that, that was my concern on it. But they just need like, Scott, if they could just get one more guy that's like, a 30 to 40 catch guy, whether it's tight end or receiver, like that would help them immensely. And we're not talking winning the Super Bowl again. We're just talking get yourself to 10 and 7, get us a playoff spot, make the rest of the season fun. So go out, give a fourth or fifth round pick, and add a guy. And this offense can really be helped. And remember, Michael Thomas is still maybe coming back, we hope. Yeah, I, we hope. Because at this point, the way Sean Payton, I mean, look, he was on the sidelines Sunday, so that was good. But the way Sean Payton talks about it, like, you, you've, look, Sean lies a lot. I get it. But whenever a player is close to coming back, he usually says, like, they're close. Or if a player is really hurt and they don't have the details, he'll say it's significant, right? Like, there are times where when it comes to yeah. injuries, you can read between the lines. And there are times when it comes to frustration, you can read between the lines, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's, whether it is, how do I put this? Whether it's good or bad, like bad in terms of how he handled Pierre Thomas and Delvin Bro, or you know whether it's justified or not, put it that way, really is irrelevant. Like you can usually read between the lines, and if you're trying to read between the lines right now with this Michael Thomas situation, I mean, I think Zion Williamson is going to be playing for the Pelicans this season before Michael Thomas is playing for the Saints. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the saddest sentence you've ever uttered to me in my entire life, Scott. It's true. It's true. <laughs> the Pelicans are so sad. Um, I mean, I, like Michael Thomas, they say that he just doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to play until he feels no pain, which I, I get. I mean, that injury was bad, but the Saints, they need him to, they just need this offense. It's actually got the makings, I think, of being really good. Like, the offensive line yesterday was tremendous. You mentioned that Tampa tried to pressure Simeon, and they couldn't get there. That says a lot because Tampa's defense is good. And they have Kamara and Callaway. If you had a number one receiver, I think it would unlock him in a, in a really interesting way for the Saints. Um, Trey Kwan made, a play, made some plays yesterday. So I think they have the makings of a really good solid offense they just they need michael thomas so badly he i I don't know the comparison you make but he's just like the power source for it because here's the thing scott their defense it's good enough to win a super bowl and if they could get this offense with trevor sim if you could get it to like the 15th best offense in football Mm. like they could make a playoff run and i know it sounds laughable but we you could look up and suddenly you're texting me and you're like it's the divisional round. This game with the Rams is 17-17 with six minutes to go. Are they going to beat the Rams and go to the NFC Championship? Like, I, it, it could all happen. They just need to get – they need to find a little bit more juice on offense. And I think that's what part of the thing they, they, they got Ingram. Like, Ingram just gives them that oomph and that fun, you know, and, and, it, and they need a little bit more of that on offense. Ralph Malbro of the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette, now on the FM dial in Lafayette at 103.3, course on the AM at 1420, and online worldwide 24-7 streaming via the website and the app. For those of you listening via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. 
Um, Trevor Simeon, the Saints offense, what will it look like Sunday against Atlanta? Does he start Taysom? Does he start Trevor? I, like I said earlier, I don't think we're going to know till Sunday. So that just gives us plenty of time to sort of nitpick and guess. My 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 last question about the quarterback situation, Ralph, is what? I, maybe it's just my timeline. I don't know, bro. I'm seeing all kind of like Ian Book love. Like let Ian Book start. Let where's that? Where's that coming from? What is that? That there there is a segment of Saints Twitter and Saints people on social media, and they are invading my mentions, and I am beating them back with ferocity today. There is a segment of Saints Twitter. They care more about the offseason and draft position and the future than they do about the now. And it doesn't matter. I got people in my mention saying, play Ian Book, get a better draft pick. What does this season matter? It's hopeless anyway. You're not winning the Super Bowl. And I'm screaming at them, get out of here with this nonsense. The Saints are 5-2, and two, and they beat Atlanta, and they're tied for first in the South. They'll have the tiebreaker on Tampa. I don't know what planet they live on, but, Scott, I don't pull the plug on five and two seasons. You play Ian Book, that means you're basically pulling the plug. And I'm not saying you wouldn't do that yet. Maybe the wheels come off, and in December the Saints are a disaster, and it's like, hey, let's see what we got with the kid. But right now... You're a plain Ian Book. Get out, get out of here with that nonsense. And especially to someone Peyton, like, they're trying to win football games. They're thinking they're a playoff team. They're thinking they can win that division. You and I may think but the division's not likely, but a playoff spot sure as hell does. So I just think the Ian Book, the Ian Book nonsense is from the group of people on social media. They always care about a better draft pick and some rosy future that's better than the current present. I've been through those years. I've been through a couple of seasons like that, and it doesn't get like that until you're two and ten. At least that's what it was for me. That wasn't fun. Like this is no, this is fun. I mean, again, I, I, it's, it's awful. It sucks with Jameis. I mean, I, I really do. I mean it. If I feel bad for him, it's, it's, it's going to be another hard thing for them to overcome. But the fact that they're winning right now, you know, despite all the obstacles, it's like it's fun. Someone called me yesterday, a, a longtime listener, and they're like. Is this kind of reminding you of the 2000 season? And I say, you know it what, that's a, that's a question I got to talk to Ralph about because you and I, <laughs> you know, as we wrap up this conversation today, we we somehow usually get back to the 2000 season. And the diff- there, there's there's plenty of differences, right? Saints had never won a playoff game before. Mm-hmm. They're in much different footing now here 21 years later. But in regards to the just constant injuries, a team leaning on their defense and offensive line, um, starting quarterback who's, who's first year as a starter with the team gets hurt. Backup comes in, and yes, Brooks and Simeon are very different. But if you wanted to sort of <coughs> mix Taysom and, and Simeon together, because Taysom can, you know, he can do some things athletically. Mm-hmm. Now you're a little closer to Brooks, right? And, and Taysom can turn mm-hmm. it over a little bit. Like, it, there, there are some similarities there in that they just keep winning games that they're not really supposed to win. Uh, or I I don't even know what that means, aren't supposed to win, aren't favored to win. Let's just put it that way, right? Our underdogs in. And yet they just keep finding ways to do it. They're, they're kind of taking on that 2000 team mentality of, you know what, screw the rest of y'all, man. We're just, we're just playing to win. 
Well, the only diff- the only real difference is that 2000 team, and this will take people back, you and me are older, the late great Buddy D. There was a moment in 2000 when they beat San Francisco, and San Francisco was on the downslide, but it was still San Francisco, and it was still the Saints playing them in the NFC West, so it still meant a lot. And the Saints house them. And the Jim has it. I want to say he went for it on like fourth down on his side of the field twice and was just like, it was just like a giant F you to Jim Mora Jr. who was running that 49ers. He was like, you cannot stop us. We are going to crush you. You aren't to San Francisco anymore. And we run this division now. And there was a moment after the game where Buddy D was like, oh my God, the NFC is terrible. I don't know that I'm saying this, but I think the Saints can maybe go to the Super Bowl. And it was like, oh my God, this can happen. So this I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet with this team. I'm not yeah, there yet. I'm just was, having fun. There's never there's never been a moment where we're like, this team can, can go to the Super Bowl. Right. Go deep. But everything else is very similar to 2000 in that the Saints, they sort of knew what they were and they were like, we play defense. We're going to crush team souls with this defensive line. It's amazing. Aaron Brooks, just do some stuff, but don't screw it up. But, it, but at the same time, like Aaron Brooks, like he went to San Francisco and had a monster game. Like he won them some football games that uh, I don't necessarily think uh, Simeon or Taysom Hill will have to do. Um, but it's very, but it's very similar. And the thing is. It's just, God, this roster is ridiculous. They, the Saints have built a juggernaut. Like they, they should be a two and five disaster, and we should be saying this is the year from hell. Ralph, nothing anybody listen, could do about it. They, I mean, to your point, it, they, the longest play from scrimmage Sunday was a pass from Trevor Simeon to Kevin White. <laughs> Like I and what's funny is you talked about like trying to watch the game like it was it was Halloween I got a two four and six year old like well, they're ready to trick right. or treat wife's making chili in and out like I have a hot spot on my phone and I'm going everywhere so like I did I did see the majority of the game I only missed I would say like four plays the entire game mm-hmm. one of them was the Kevin White play so. I feel like everyone's still punking me like it didn't actually happen. Like, I just, I like look down, I'm like, wait, how did they get past midfield? I'm like, wait, 38 yards? Like, I just feel like it's just some elaborate prank. But um, despite having big holes in certain areas, they're so talented in others. And that's kind of like, that's why I think of that 2000 team. And, um, yeah. and, and, you know, one terrible PAT, Brian Johnson, the rest of us have been down the middle. And Gilligan's a monster, and their coverage is one of the better units in football. And you got an all-pro mm-hmm. in Deontay Harris. So special teams, aside from kicker, if Johnson can settle in and be the guy for the rest of the season, you know, they that that's that's a strength right there. So you, you said it a lot on your podcast. Uh, fun. Here's the one thing you promised, Ralph, as we wrap up this conversation that mm. I have not experienced this season. Like, I, I made the mistake of thinking that because – it wasn't sort of a win at all cost Super Bowl or bust season that I would be a little more relaxed on game day. And that has not been the case. I'm still I'm still an emotional wreck. I'm still yelling and screaming. Um, you know, my kids either laugh or get scared. And I'm not I just thought I was gonna be a little more like, you know what, it's fine if they don't win. No, if it's a close game, I mean after that Giants game, I was sick. I was you know, you don't want to be around me. Heck, after the Monday night game, I don't care if the rest of the America didn't think it was a good game to watch. They won. Like I was feeling good. I'm I'm the emotions are still there on Sunday, even though it's not Super Bowl or Mm Buster. 
I mean, for me, Scott, it's it's. I'm still. I was very emotional about the Tampa game. Yeah, the hatred of Tom Brady, the Winston, Winston injury. We, we, we wanted that game bad. And the thing is, it's weird in a sense of I know they're not a Super Bowl team, but I love this team so much. It's so much. And I just, like, I know that, like, they got 10 games left. Every single one of these games is going to be a mud wrestling contest in a pit of filth. Yeah. And, and you just better like, like there's a, there's the Saints. They could win a bunch of games. They could also lose to the Jets. Like if the Saints play, like basically as a, as a degenerate gambler, you give me the Saints turnover plus minus the rest of the year, and I will bet off of that. Like if you if you tell me the Saints play Atlanta and they lose the turnover battle yep. by one, they're done. Like if you t- if you give me the turnover battle and you say Atlanta's two. Saints have two turnovers. Atlanta has none. I'm like, that's done. They're not winning. Like the Saints, they have a specific formula, and it involves must win the turnover, and it's all these short margins. But I love them so hard because I feel like they're playing their butts off, and Sean Payton is coaching his butt off, and he's trying to figure out how to win these games with no receivers and no quarterbacks. And it's just really interesting and fun for him so bad and I can't I can't wait they're gonna they're gonna get this they're gonna get this done Scott they're gonna get to nine or they're gonna get to nine or ten wins and we're gonna be like how have they done this Ralph Malbro it's it's nothing but fun over at the Saints Happy Hour podcast if you guys aren't subscribing do it go listen chances are you're gonna enjoy it so much you're gonna want to become a Patreon he Juge Dave Kevin and of course every week a little cameo from Coach Payton at the beginning but um ralph man <laughs> at saints forecast is a twitter handle love talking saints with you my friend thanks for coming on and uh it's been a while but let's do it again soon all right anytime scott i cannot wait all right stay tuned jay walker joins me in studio next hour louisiana they're taking on georgia state this thursday we'll talk about the betting line some of the new additions to the Sun Belt, what they mean officially we'll talk saints we'll talk quarterback situation with jay a lot coming your way open phone lines as well plus terrible tune tuesday it's espn lafayette the best ticket in sports this is the great scott show don't go anywhere you can show